Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 106, Episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah. A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, hey, fuck Coke Industries, fuck you. as in the Coke Brothers, and fuck Fox News. Yeah, fuck them too. It's Friday, November it's 1st, Friday. 2019, All Hallows Day. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, oh, aka so. uh, Put a Spell on You Because I'm Jack O'Brien! <laughs> my aka was courtesy of Ramen King, and I'm thrilled to be joined as <laughs> always by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray! <laughs> From the window! The house stood up and called, all in peace, motherfucker, all in peace, Cheeto man, all in peace, this motherfucker, all in peace, Cheeto man. Show the crumb, so fresh and clean. Anyway, there's that one part where he says, about <laughs> been to the club, about been 11 times, now can I play with your panty lines? How do you play with your panty line? Play with your like, panty line. I think like it makes a like, lot of sense. It's creeping up in your butt. Can I pull it out? Help your panties escape? I think like, that he's he's suggesting he wants to make the problem worse. Right. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want. Or it's help. really innocent. <laughs> he just walks his fingers along the panty <laughs> line. <laughs> it's a tightrope walker. Does a little like. Yeah, I'm really into like you know wholesome kind of shit at the club when I'm roping women. Can I play with your panty line for my finger dancer? Ultimately, that song is for middle school dancers. Uh yes. Ultimately. Ultimately, who is speaking right now? Oh, shit. Wait, go oh, ahead. The is, oh, yep. That oh. is the guest in our third seat. Uh, one of the very faces on Mountain Zeitmore herself. She is uh, the hilarious and talented little Zam. She Ooh. is Jamie Loftus. Okay. Don't be shy. No, I missed it again. I'm still, I'm still Jamie from the Zeit. Got a dog that's a little alright, but that's okay because I know that I'm Loftus. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I always miss the fucking drop on my own damn thing. No, it's but you do that intentionally. People don't know that's part of like the whole mythos. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 4D chess that I'm playing. Here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're just light shooting out of your eyes right now. <laughs> Jamie, it's so great to have you back. How you been? I've been okay. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm unemployed again. It's my first day. I'm back. Oh, all yeah. right. How's it feel? Great. You mean good. fun employed? Great. Hey-o. Slept till 9 a.m. Hey. Woo. Is what? that normal? Are you? But you kind of you're an early riser, aren't you? Normally? I tend to get up pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I I I remember about you. Thank you. So Is much. nine o'clock? Does that feel good to nine, wake up at nine? Nine o'clock feels good. It feels warm. Yeah. Feels warm. Feel good. Woke up. Made some oatmeal. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Humble th- brag. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. I got oat. I got a couple Living packets that of oatmeal. oatmeal life. Yeah. I keep like emergency well, oatmeal. Actually, at let's the be house. real. Did you use milk or water? Oh, I use water. Wow. Okay, so you're I, still humble. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's no, when I know you've left. I'm like, she's using milk with her oatmeal. Mm. I would never Shit. just have milk in the house that wasn't oatmeal milk. That was useful. Right. Like, no, I just have emergency oatmeal for you, when I wake you up. You only starving. keep spoiled milk in your house. Yeah, yeah. to make <laughs> a point for pranks. Right. Yeah. To yeah. Who unclear. Yeah, unwanted guests. Can I offer you a glass of milk? <laughs> do you? What do you use? The Quaker instant packets? No, it's like CVS. CVS. Oats. What flavor? Uh, apple cinnamon. Okay, yeah, yeah it's the best good. flavor. It's I'm, the a, best flavor. I'm a peaches and cream kind of guy for the really? instant Ooh. oatmeal. Yeah, mm. it's too sweet for me. That's why I like it. Apple wow. cinnamon is definitely the one that masks the fact that you're eating oatmeal the most. That's what well, no, I think peaches cardboard. and cream because it's just basically a peaches pudding. and cream is not always there though. Peaches what do you and mean? cream, may, maybe it's. 
just always being Has eaten been out, out of the box uh, before, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, the before back. I get to it. But, oh, uh, why are you I, looking at me? Well, I'm just saying, apples, apple oh. cinnamon is always in the variety. You're pack. saying in yes, the office. it's always there. No, just any, I, I buy a lot of oatmeal miles. Yeah, I know. Uh, Individually packaged But you were looking oatmeal. at me as if you were trying to imply I was stealing oh, no, the pizzas never. and cream at your house. I'm no. Like, I've never even been there. No, I wasn't implying anything. I'm not I was just saying that it's, it's more Please of a, uh, a it's harder to find. Nah, whatever, dude. Still waiting for that invite, though. Okay. All right. Cool. Actually, well, vice versa. I'll make sure... That we'll, we have a we'll fresh never box go to each other's oatmeal. houses. Well, it seems like everything's going well here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's been great. Good. Hey, Jamie, who do you yeah. think would win in a fight, me or Jack? <laughs> oh, um, well, I guess it depends. First, check out my fucking biceps. <laughs> I'm Carl Anthony Towns. You're Joel Embiid. Oh shit. And we'll see who Anna comes in and Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons jumps in and just goes for the jugular. Ugh. Just starts choking him out. <laughs> it looked like drunk Pacific Rim. Like the the Ooh. two dudes fighting, they're so big and uncoordinated. Mm. Uh, anyways, Jamie. Yes. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment, but first we're gonna tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. It is everything that's old is new again because mm-hmm. we have an mm-hmm. update about Paris Hilton and her uh, collection of suits, mm-hmm. velour God. suits in particular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk about Kurt Cobain's sweater. Mm-hmm. from the MTV Unplugged show. Uh, we are going to uh, check in with the impeachment process. Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Oh, there we go. New drop. New drop. New drop. Mm. Uh, who's, uh, whose vocals are those? those I don't are... know. It might have been Slim from 112, uh-huh. or Q, or Mike, or Duran. That's amazing oh. that Dan got Slim from yeah. 112 <laughs> to, to do a drop for yeah. our show. He uh, apparently knows him. Yeah, okay. we're, we're going to talk about um, some more witnesses, uh, the passage of the resolution, the passage of the revolution. Ah, yes. resolution. Uh, Trump is now trying to bribe GOP senators. Uh, there's been a tonal shift in how GOP senators are talking about the story that the Hill recently observed. Uh, we are going to check in with the whistleblower. Uh, because apparently right-wing media, just a drop full day, uh, right-wing media has exposed who he is. We won't say his name, but it is a him, and uh, we'll just make you guess. Four uh, the president had a kind of brief moment of clarity where he... But, yeah, gave some insight to his relationship yeah, with his yeah. wife. It was very interesting. This being uh, All Hallows Day, all, all Saints Day, the day that we all look forward to. Some people like to celebrate uh, All Saints Day Eve or whatever they call it. Yeah. But, it's uh, embarrassing. Here in the, at the Daily Zeitgeist, we're all about the the saints. But we will look back at uh, we will look back at some of the uh, All Hallow Hallows Eve costumes that different people were wearing. The most popular. Uh, the celebrity costumes that really hit it out of the park. Wow. Um, I don't know why I'm making fun of my own show. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to look at Twitter. Uh, because Just look at it. Just check yeah. it out. It makes me feel good to look at Twitter and all social media platforms. So I'm <laughs> glad you said that. Yep. Uh, but yep. the fact that they have decided not to accept political ads, which is is kind of cool. That is nice. Uh, hey, that's pretty cool, oh, man. Doing that. Uh, minimum. But Jamie, yeah. first, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Titanic, Mexico. Oh. Oh, where they shot it? I, how did you know that? Because my mom... She, she's a film critic. She went. She did a set visit. At the, I remember at the time, and she came Fucking back. She's like, me. James Cameron is making a Titanic movie. 
And he's a really cool set I went to. <laughs> she talks like Ken Watanabe in Inception. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I remember seeing the photo. I'm like, why Mexico? And I didn't realize they yeah. just had that like little bay that they shot. Hey, that James Cameron was James Cameron was asking himself why Mexico yeah. uh, after a while because there was a hurricane that mm-hmm. tore the roof off of where one of the sound stages that they shot. Oh, really? You guys know yeah. all this these facts about the production of Titanic. I know. It, Miles's mom is came a film critic. Totally passive for and, me. <laughs> and my uh, guilty pleasure is sadly movie reviews. I just like read every movie review wow. and like behind the scenes, like like that's what I did. Growing up, in I high felt school. like you. It's odd, yeah. I'm. I realized for you, Titanic is so important that somehow I didn't know these old guys are like, yeah, yeah, they yeah, shot, they it. shot it in Mexico. Shot yeah. in Mexico. Too bad about the weather, though. Too hey. bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck oh is happening? <laughs> From both sides. You hear about the hurricanes? <laughs> very, very. Were you? Terrifying. Are you thinking about visiting the spot where it all happened? No, I was so I've uh, I've been uh, working on a show for the past month or so, Mm. and I was writing a lot of uh, Billy Zane specific jokes (laughs) that were then, for a number of reasons, brought back to me because they were not maybe not historically accurate enough about the very specific production of Titanic. Where I got some notes from the Zane camp that were like, well. You know, this joke can't be said because actually we this were filming right. in Mexico. And so wow. there, if there were any ghosts haunting the set of Titanic, they right. would be ghosts from people who were in Mexico or Mexican themselves. So and, we actually need a rewrite on this because. And you yeah. were like, uh, idiots, nobody knows that it was shot in Mexico. And I then mean, we just no one's told gonna people <laughs> close to me to that knew right of, away. Uh, night, yeah. That night of the show. And I'm like, I'm really disappointed in Jamie. This joke was <laughs> fucking off. There, no, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Wrong! No, no, Jamie. It's Mexico. <laughs> Wait, where was the joke originally? Where, where did you think it was? Well, I was writing it. Okay, maybe this may- is revealing too much. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Come on. I just the location. Where I just will keep it simple without revealing the humor of it. The no, I mean it's uh, it, so I was writing it as if they were actual like ghosts from the actual Titanic. Got it. That was I was thinking more movie centric. I wasn't thinking about the extended Life. universe of the production yep. of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But then it was they were like, well, think about put yourself in in Zane's shoes. Yeah. What right. ghosts what he have been seeing? You think yeah. he's gonna be able to I, believe? Leave this line if right. Will he, he come? Knows. Will he come to your show? What? Well, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. We're all right. We're back. We we're had back. to cut a little bit uh, because Jamie got too deep into her NDA. Uh, yeah, controversy. Yeah. Uh, some very, very compelling stuff that we just learned. Here's that, what I'll say. Uh, There's a picture of Billy Zane on the wrap party cake. Okay. That's okay. All That's all we'll say. That's, That's all we'll say. You need to know. Have you ever met anybody who didn't know that Titanic was a real boat until the movie? Or like thought it was just a movie. Yes. Yeah. Which is I want to. Yes, I want to like. Li- <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what? <Hey? laughs> just a movie. I love. I love when people don't because it's like. I mean, I, you can't be like that mad because the the Titanic like it's a big thing, but it's not like. You don't, I feel like you don't lose your perspective of the entire world by just never having not, heard yeah, of it. Yeah, totally. So it's like you're not ignorant. It's, that's just a weird knowledge ga- gap. Right, yeah. yeah. That was a joke in my family about my, my mom's mom was born two days before the Titanic sank. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Like, oh, you, you as old as the Titanic, right? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't I, like that. 
I huh. went to I saw Ju- I saw an afternoon screening of Judy a couple oh, of weeks wow. ago. There was someone in the crowd. It was like an older crowd. It was like noon on a Sunday. And there was someone in the crowd who didn't know that Judy Garland died, I guess, or like died young. Oh. Cuz there's there, it's not a great movie. But like, the, I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end, you know, like at the end of like a biopic it says like, you know, Two weeks later, right. Judy Garland died at the age of 47. And someone in the audience was like, oh! Like, oh. they were so shocked. No. I was really enjoying the film They're until like, that. Oh, I thought she was going to pull through. I was like, how would you think that? Yeah. But they were just really, I mean, they were visibly like, wow. Yeah, optimism. And I mean, think. to that point, uh, James Cameron's Titanic does not uh, include, like, a, a part at the end where it's like the that really happened what you just saw or anything like that you gotta so, remind them you gotta an remind end, people an end card that says seriously that shit you really? believe By that way? shit totally happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything except the placement of the stars and that dude pinging off the propeller Ugh. uh jamie what is something you think is underrated underrated uh oh my boyfriend's aunt's sewing account on instagram i've been saying this for years go ahead okay so it's a great account it's my so not to brag but my boyfriend has has an aunt oh and i know and she lives in the boston metropolitan area okay fine she is oh uh, so so here so she's a great i she's i don't know she's fascinating to me i've only met her one time but she's maybe the top interactor with uh, my alt-right dog's Instagram account. Okay. <laughs> she leaves him really scathing messages on all of his posts. But she's a very – so uh, she's if you want to follow her and, and her very cool work, she's a very talented uh, Seamster. quilter. Quilter? Yeah, she's a quilter. And I got interested in quilting this year, so I was very excited about it. That's pretty cool. She's in a guild. Uh, she's at Snippy Scissors. And I think, you know, people really have to know what's going on with, with Snippy because she's she's both very talented and very funny. Yeah. And uh, Does she give uh, good tips, too, if you're looking for them? She gives good tips and she gives good snips. I'll tell hey, you what. Okay. She truly tips does. Tips and snips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then every time Sunny, you know, posts something, she really, she really puts him in his place. Uh, and she often will call him pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like a really funny just person. Just like as a comment underneath a photo? Yeah. Like, <laughs> pathetic. She also staged it. She's met Sonny once and she staged a picture of him with a bunch of empty pill bottles <laughs> looking like he he just overdosed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So she's got a very she's Shout got some gallows Yo, humor. She's really funny. You got to check out Snippy. Why she's was wild. one of her quilts in a tree? Is that just like a Why was one yeah. of her quilts in it? That's just part of the beauty of the branches. That's part of the beauty of Snippy. You don't I, like know. is that an Etsy trend where you like sew something and then just like throw it in a tree? All so it's like in wilderness. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. To me. That seems like a it's cool a way to display tornado her, wares. Her, yeah, tornado chic. Her quilts are very complicated. I don't remember exactly what her day job is, but she like works for like she has like a pretty. She like designs military wear. Like she has like a lot. She has oh, a wow. lot of. Uh, she's got a lot of talent. It sounds she can like. she contains multitudes. I think she's so cool, and you got to check out those snips. Okay, at check her. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, dressing your dog up like a knife for Halloween. <laughs> uh, who, what, what kind of sick person would do that? 
It was too hard. It was you. Full <laughs> it was, disclosure. It was, it was me. I oh, I overestimated my own abilities. To make a dog a knife. <laughs> to make a dog look like a knife. No one knew he was supposed to be a knife. He was very uncomfortable in the knife <laughs> costume. I loved those Instagram and, stories following that saga. And then like the people at the dog Halloween costume at the dog park were like, and he's a knife? He's like, a knife. Wow. There, no one thought it was funny. Least of all, Sonny the dog. He... There, <laughs> Snippy, Snippy Scissors, in fact, commented on his his picture. It said, you couldn't find a professional out there to fashion a proper knife costume? Pathetic. <laughs> so, snippy. There's some, I know. There's getting some, snippy. She was wow. getting, she, those those scissors, be careful. Yo, Don't mess with the, the scissors. They'll she snip. will snipe you. Is there, is there a character that is a pair of scissors that is... Like mean, sentient. I don't. I don't know. Is there? You should ask her. Yeah, I'd be interested. No, that's Clippy, not Snippy. No, I was just thinking of. Oh, okay. I don't know, but I tried to make Sunny look like a knife. You say Clippy like from Microsoft Word? Yeah. Okay. I'll just just making sure we're done. I'll just giving a shout out. Before wasn't it like a (laughs) wizard too? Clippy. Who was before Clippy? Uh, I think. The wizard. There was, was a after. wizard. Oh, oh the, wizard. Yeah, the wizard. Yeah, the like installation wizard or whatever. Yeah, it was like yeah. a dude with a white beard and like a wizard cap. Yeah. Yeah. That's post Clippy? I think so. No, I think gang, it let us post? know. Wow. Is it post? Is wizard post or pre Clippy? This is the real news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend the knife costume. If anyone has any ideas on how, you know, maybe I could improve for next year, but we entered him in a costume contest and it really couldn't have gone worse. Right. Yeah. Who, what was the winning outfit? You just taped a real knife to his back, right? We should. I should have just taped knives to Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been way funnier. Shreds, literally shreds the competition. Yeah. Or just yeah. give like a like a cardboard harness, and you just glue a bunch of prop knives on it, so it's not mm-hmm. dangerous. But it's like this dog's just a bunch of knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's more abstract. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that the winning one, honestly, I didn't stay the whole time because yeah, Sonny fuck fucking humiliated himself. <laughs> pathetic. It was really, it was, it was pathetic. They called him on, on stage and he walked out like, like, you know, Confused. like, I say, yeah. Well, yeah, when you bail in the middle of the bit and he's yeah. like, I don't really know what this is either, guys. Sorry. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? I what put, the fuck, Sonny? You sold me out. I spent $17 on this shit and this is what you do. How did you try? Can you describe to people how you tried to, uh, like, pull off the, the I, knife? I bought him a dog sweatshirt that I then sewed silver fabric over uh-huh. for the knife base. Right. For the and, handle? For the just the just for like the, the yeah for the for the blade oh got it yeah yeah he's a brown dog so his ass is kind of the handle the hand. oh right right, right right so you got the handle just by having him and then you put the silver jacket on and then we taped like we made a little hat a pointy little hat yeah uh, it looked kind of good I I thought it looked like it oh sorry is that you yeah that's me trying to i would be like i think that dog got stuck in a piece of ventilation or something yeah everyone was like oh is he a dust buster i was like oh fuck you guys there he's He's a fucking knife he's a fucking knife and he was he was embarrassed i think a dog dressed as guy fieri or some pandering bullshit one i don't care yeah i've noticed that like the funniest people i know oftentimes don't successfully execute Halloween costumes because like Halloween costumes are like very like I feel like the successful ones are oftentimes like very basic and it's just like I don't know you just need something that's almost broad and like a lot of really funny people I've been hearing stories from who 
uh, go more obscure. I always uh, go too high concept for Halloween, yeah. and then I can't execute it. Yeah. Don't make your dog a knife. Just, uh, you know what? There's nice costumes at Petco. You could just go yeah. there. It's fine. Mm. Sophie, uh, Sophie's dog, uh, our office mascot, Anderson, was a Tootsie Roll. And it was just it was so cute. Very easy. Ace is a taco. Ace is a mm-hmm. taco. Beautiful. Very cute. V Incredible. Cute. Uh, we're going to actually have our uh, Halloween costume expert, Super Producer Ana Hosnier, on a little later on to tell us yeah. uh, the digest. <laughs> what happened yesterday? What went down in the costume world? Uh, but uh, we also like to ask our guest, Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, what, what is a myth? Ooh, uh, something I've been thinking about a lot this week, or I didn't mean to think about it a lot, but then uh, ended up doing so, was I was thinking about the, this is, and this is like, if this bugs people, it's like a little bit uh, about eating disorders, but I was thinking about how, like, I have thought about the same, like, throwaway joke that I saw on Family Guy when I was 13 for, like, literally maybe several times a week for my entire life since then and how it's like kind of informed. I don't know. Like it, it was a joke that uh, basically is like uh, Peter Griffin, some stupid fucking cutaway joke where he's like, oh, if a woman weighs over this amount, like I, I, I don't want to have sex with her or, you know, mm-hmm. so, it was like a right. stupid not joke. Something at where all. weight was a qualifying quality of Right, with this like fucking Seth, Seth MacFarlane cartoon. But anyways, like it's very stupid, but I think about it all the time. Right. And it's like that number that he says has like stuck in my head for like uh, over a decade. Oh my God. And just, I was thinking about that. So I just like tweeted it out just as like kind of as a joke, but right. it's true. And then all these, um, so I guess my myth is there's no such thing as a full throwaway joke. Right. Because uh, it's all, there's always going to be someone that it hits a little different and I don't really know like I don't have a proposed solution I think it's just right. like really frustrating and unfortunate and like has uh, you know a lot to do with just playing to broad stereotypes instead of like thinking about something for 45 seconds right because like I don't think I mean it's like I I doubt that like the speed like when you write a joke like that it's highly doubtful that it's intended for like yeah. a 13 year old kid to see and then never stop thinking about it yeah. yeah but then people started like responding to that thread with like different very very specific throwaway jokes that they'd seen on tv or in movies that they had also been thinking about for like years and years and years and uh i don't know it just it just uh it gave me some food for thought we got a lot of people i guess that in some of the twilight books they say a specific weight for how much like bella swan weighed and uh-huh. that fucked with a lot of people oh Br- wow bridget jones fucks with a lot of people um because they like make jokes about her weight when she's like yeah, a she's very Renee normal yeah. yeah she's a very normal Jesus. weight and I don't know. Yeah, I, I it was like something that I had only thought about in regards to that joke. Um, and like I even like I would tell like my boyfriend, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to hit Seth MacFarlane weight any day now. Like, I'm like, why is, did I let Seth MacFarlane inform my fucking yeah, right, weight right. goal? That makes no sense. And then just yeah. the, that statement alone, I'm going to hit Seth MacFarlane weight. I'd be like, and then what? what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, What's that mean? But uh, but yeah, it was like interesting to hear what other specific things um that i i mean i think in in a lot of cases were not written to fuck people up but fuck people up anyways um yeah i don't know it's, sure. it's just something that's been 
on my little mind. Yeah. Yeah. Little. My little mind. Gigantic brain. And expansive. <laughs> what about my membership brain. card? <laughs> oh, was that Mensa? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, um, yeah, but if I mean, I don't know. If, no, if I, do you still love that's Seth a really McFarlane? good point. And I mean, yes. Well, I think that that's probably. I'm. I'm sure that like my like my performative love of Seth MacFarlane is partially connected to, to that. that. Right, this yeah. weird ideal right. that. Oh, he's, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but to answer your question, of course, <laughs> of course, you can text me anytime. Him. Right. Yeah. I will. I would. Why do I have this dream about Seth MacFarlane throwing me down a flight of stairs? You know, could we connect it? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that is like, you know, what we talk about here is how culture affects reality and vice versa. Yeah. And, yeah. That... And how it's like designed to fuck with you. Yeah. And even if it's unintentional, sometimes it, it does have an impact for sure. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. so many people have such different experiences. Like you can never think that any single thing will be received the, a single way. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's why diversity is incredibly important when it comes to like writing rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and it's time to check in with the impeachment process. Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Ooh. I love it. New mm. drop. So smooth. Yeah. Really is smooth. Brings a, it really is. Brings a smile to my face. Goes ah, easy. It's a Miles and DJ Daniel collab. <laughs> Collabo. Labo. Uh, all right, Miles. Uh, all right, Jack. So the House passed a resolution yesterday. Yep. Um, it the sailed right on through, sailed right on through, not a good sign along party mm. lines. Trump. Uh, so I mean, it was basically what people expected. I think two yeah. Democrats who were particularly worried about, you know, how they would do in upcoming elections voted nay, yeah, instead of yay. Uh, <laughs> has to be delivered that way, yeah, yeah or nigh. <laughs> yeah. nigh. But yeah, I mean, there there wasn't anything that was really unexpected about like the rules for what what's gonna go down, right? No, and I think what's good is that I think the, the biggest risk though I I see with like public hearings is if some of these Democrats just start grandstanding and not actually like giving good cross examination, basically, if they're like when it gets to the yeah. public phase. Because that ha- that's happened before. We saw that in certain uh, committee hearings. We're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, but what's also good is that they can have like lawyers too pull up and ask questions as well. Um, so, I mean, beyond that, there isn't much new. I think the one thing that was interesting was Nancy Pelosi was basically saying like, look, these are the rules. And the reason we're doing this is that we can basically build a case because if we take a vote to actually impeach the president, this shit is going to be ironclad. Right. Like it's not we're not going to fuck around on like some half baked sort of plan. Um, and for all like the the crowing and crying on the right about like, this is just a witch hunt. Like, how's he going to defend himself? Well, then when he's impeached, you have a trial in the Senate. Right. And then you yeah. can defend. OK, because yeah. right now they're trying to figure out if you have impeached uh, uh, committed an impeachable offense. So they're I mean, they're just arguing with the Constitution, right? Like, is yeah. it, like the thing they're ar- arguing against are the rules of impeachment. Yes, it's it doesn't make sense, right? Because that's the only thing they can attack is process at this point, and like everything's like there's nothing. What you're saying doesn't hold any weight because even what you're saying, like 
the due process occurs in the actual trial. Yeah. That's like saying right. if you committed a crime and like the cops are like investigating something. Right. You're like, well, hold on. I got to be able to defend myself right now. Right. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. fam. I'm <laughs> right. investigating to either figure out if we want to court. Right. And then you can fucking tell your side. But right now right. I'm trying to gather facts. To figure out what you're being accused of specifically. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Trump 2020 in the state of uh, Pennsylvania had a witch hunt themed party uh, for Halloween. So oh boy, that's fun. Wow. Uh, well, and again, it's only <laughs> the pile of this is not looking good for Trump is only getting higher and higher with more material witnesses coming out. So uh, Bill Taylor last week had mentioned the like White House, like uh, director of like Russian affairs, like the expert in the White House on Russia, mm-hmm. Tim Morrison. He literally quit the day before he was going to testify. He was like, I'm resigning my position. And tomorrow I will go speak to the uh, House Intelligence Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, a lot of it, I mean, again, this is another person who was uh, mentioned by other witnesses who has firsthand knowledge of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So this is another problem because it went from being like, well, this you have a whistleblower mm-hmm. who didn't know, who heard. Now you're being like, okay, well, we have this person. How about now? Right. They're like, well, that's only one. I was like, what about this one? Okay, well, that's only two. Yeah. And how about now? It's like, oh, that guy might be a Ukrainian spy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I yeah. should have said that about the <laughs> army colonel. The dude who made that claim on Laura Ingram had to kind of do a apology tour, right? Yeah, John, you he like he went on Cuomo and was like, I regret I, saying that. I was calling the Russians Ukrainians may have been espionaging. <laughs> right. So which is interesting Ooh. to see because that that was a moment even Fox even tried to attempt of like besmirching uh, a decorated Iraq war veteran. Yeah. Um, when typically the stance of those networks is like, don't ever say a fucking bad thing about anyone who has served to suddenly like that dude could be a spy. I don't know. He's Jewish too. So right. like dual loyalty. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, but the, I think the sort of uh, unified response about being like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I guess showed them a bit of a guardrail because it was interesting to see people like, okay, we didn't like mean to like do that, but right, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. in case, like we have to discredit this guy. Hard to say. So I mean, uh, it does ultimately, as you mentioned, end up with the Senate, and you know the Republicans do have the majority in the Senate, mm-hmm. so kind of all eyes are, uh, you know, people have at least the like out of the corner of their eye, they're watching Senate Republicans to see how they're reacting. Yeah. And, you know, overall, it seems like there's a pretty big tonal shift. The Hill uh, published an article where they were talking about just uh, how senator GOP senators answer questions have gone from, uh, you know, in May, uh, what's his name? Lindsey Graham being like, oh, we'd dismiss it out of hand. I think it would be disposed of very quickly, was what he said. In May. And oh, if there were to be a Senate trial? Yeah, if there were to be a Senate trial. And now they asked uh, the Tim Scott from South Carolina if any of this bothers him. And he said, there's a lot of things that concern me. Uh, so, you know, they're starting to <laughs> cool. actually be, uh, actually take some of this in, it seems like. A lot yeah. of teaser trailers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, huh, interesting. I think I, I might know. know what that might be. But yeah, I mean, uh, the... You see some people who are willing to go all in, um, like, you know, we were talking about Ron Johnson the other day or even Marsha Blackburn. There are some senators who feel like they might have a little more involvement than we even know yeah. or even tangentially. And like, isn't that an issue if they're the jurors mm-hmm. is like another question. And then on top of that, 
there was a fundraising email that went out um, from the Trump campaign that was telling all of the like massive uh, donor lists that they have saying that they're looking for money so it can be divided between Trump, Corey Gardner of Colorado, Joni Ernst of uh, Iowa, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, and saying like, yeah, because they're all supporting an anti-impeachment movement, he's like, quote, if we don't post strong fundraising numbers, we won't be able to defend the president from this baseless impeachment, which hunt, all caps, yeah. uh, which yeah. most people are like, are you bribing them yeah. by saying like, hey, I'll bust open this $300 million war chest I have right. if you guys get in line. Y'all better get that money. in writing if you're planning on accepting that bribe because this dude never pays anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um That'd be so funny. He's like, yeah, um, can I get that in, in an email? <laughs> yes, perfect. What do you what do you want to say? Something to the effect of I will give you this reelection money if you just no matter what the evidence in a Senate trial is, you vote against impeachment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, sounds good. Great. I love it. But he is like breaking records in terms of uh Money uh, fundraising for his reelection campaign, I yeah, think. Yeah, he is. And mm -hmm. so, and we were talking about in uh, a couple of days ago how s Republican senators are worried because <laughs> their numbers are kind of floundering, drying up a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. People are starting to abandon them. So they're basically using one strength to solve It's funny. Problem. I mean, right now, Susan Collins of Maine is showing such bravery. By having no stance on the impeachment inquiry, no stance. When no has she ever had a stance? No stance. On but it's just funny because she's in such a bad place after the Kavanaugh shit. Like she's, yeah. her approval rating is like under, just not as subterranean. It's Mariana's trench, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's where the Meg grew up. Okay, Ooh, underneath that fog, beneath the trench. Um, and she's still like, it's like. Are you going to try and appeal to your conservatives or who? Just what can you do? Try, try doing something, you know? She, yeah. Ugh, God. If she just stuck waste. her neck out, she might have something, but eh, not going to happen. Because she's always like, I think I think things are concerning. I, that's about know, it all the time. Things are disturbing or concerning. But that's usually the, the line they walk so they don't have to do anything too, too critical. Boo. Boo. Uh, all right. Well, so... Back to the whistleblower mm. investigation. The thing that started all of this. Yeah. Oh, um, makes me so happy. It seems like they know uh, the right wing media is talking openly about who the whistleblower is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the reporting is that everyone behind the scenes is pretty much in agreement about who it is. Uh, and the person, uh, at least this real clear politics investigation is uh, that alleges that the person is a registered Democrat and they basically make it sound like the whistleblower is part of the Biden campaign, like sure. oppo research head for Biden campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know like how true any of that is because n no kind of down the middle media outlets are reporting on the identity of the whistleblower, but what we know is it's a CIA operative. Uh, the person went to Yale, uh, so probably like a creep of some sort or another. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that generalization. CIA, yeah, and they're 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 young, uh, younger than I expected. But like even Drudge is not treating this like it's a big you know, a big deal. It's like one link of 20 about impeachment. Doesn't matter. The, okay. the yeah, floodgates because, have opened. Yeah, the floodgates have opened and it, it, we're beyond the point where we're counting on this 
any one source of information. Yeah, basically. the whole right. thing started with someone being like, I heard right. that like, this. And now you have the people who are like, I saw right. the president do yeah. this. Yeah. I saw Rudy Giuliani do this. Mm-hmm. I saw John Bolton be like, this is a drug deal. Right. Good, so. good job, Bolton. I don't like drug deals. I don't know how he talks. Hey, you know what really sucks? I'm like a weird fucked up Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I look like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's going. our favorite Muppet, Warhawk. Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the president. More bad news for the president. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he, well, there was a fundraiser on Wednesday night in D.C. that was held at the Trump Hotel in D.C. And apparently, like, Trump went up and did, like, an hour of, like, I guess, mixture Stand of up. complaining. Almost okay. mixture of <laughs> complaining about Democrats or Mitt Romney and also telling dumb fucking jokes right. or like kind of half roasting people and then also patting himself on the back for uh, killing uh, Abu oh, Bakr al Baghdadi. Um, and then was basically saying that he called Representative John Joyce's wife, quote, a looker. Okay. And called the uh, a shorter uh, congressman, Chuck Fleischman, a little guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and some other stuff. But the thing that really stuck out at people is that he was talking, Steve Scalise, who is the minority whip in the House, he was involved in it. He was shot. He was a victim of a shooting in 2017 at that congressional baseball game mm-hmm. um, or the practice for the congressional baseball team. Um, when he was talking about him, this is what Trump said. Um, this is from Politico. They say, the president reflected on the shooting of Steve Scalise a few years ago and remarked how tough the Louisiana Republican is. And Trump quipped he wouldn't recommend getting shot as a weight loss plan. Hmm. Um, Trump also said Scalise's wife, quote, cried her eyes out when I met her at the hospital that faithful day. I mean, not many wives would react that way to a tragedy. I know mine wouldn't. But <laughs> I mean, hold on. <laughs> so even, <laughs> even, if he's, even if he's like trying to do the uh, my wife, she's a real my battle wife. axe, always, always getting mad at me type thing it's still starting from a baseline that not, not many. many wives would cry when their husband was shot well based on his experience of With, wives yeah. right. that would probably make a lot of sense yeah no one would be said oh god that's so that's so dark yeah. i know that's so many layers of yeah. like oh he thinks he's like you know guy like <laughs> right. everyone you know how like, right, wives guys? don't care about you because you probably abuse them and they're all like just sullen all the time right isn't that Right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right, guys? Am I right? Like, can you imagine him walking into Scalise's hospital room and like is just like, what's her problem? Yeah, about, like his wife is what's like her bawling. Deal? What's she so what's mad her deal? About? Why she? Why well, she, she so a, sad? She got a period. <laughs> <laughs> like what? She got her period. Jesus. Her wife is in critical condition. What the uh, fuck is that, Melania? You never do that. Yeah. I told you my tear ducts don't work. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. It was a very yeah, it's funny when you see these moments where, like, all the Trump family just say these things that are revealing about their mental state. Right. Yeah. Or, like, how they see the world and things like that. So, like, even when Don Jr. was, like, uh, I think recently he said, I wish my name was, he was on Hannity, he said, I wish my name was Hunter Biden so I can make millions of dollars off my dad. Right. right. Like, oh, that was great. That huh? was beautiful. Okay. And even, what was the other one when he said, like, when you, when the father is powerful and you're the son, they own you. That's right. how it works. Yeah. It's hard. I was like, what? It's hard. They yeah. just have these moments of clarity that are just so interesting. When the father is powerful. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that their relationship behind the scenes makes uh, 
Logan Roy look like fucking Mr. Rogers. Right. Like, right. Trump is just probably so mean to them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can tell even what we said, the way he was interacting with children in costumes. Right. He probably yeah. does not interact with children. He doesn't like it because, yeah. like, I don't know, like, you, you can barely talk to them about the stock market. Yeah, like, he, he just met his <laughs> kids when they turned 18. Like, yeah. that right. kind of, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, Ivanka's like, this is your new granddaughter. He goes, oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Do, you, do you know Obama is a Muslim? <laughs> uh, she's not she's, responding. <laughs> she's two days old, Dad. I don't know. She's probably a fucking lib. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Dad? Uh, there's that story about how... Uh, I, th- I think Ivanka tells it like about how he taught them to be competitive, but it's like basically when they would s- go skiing oh, together yeah. as a family, he would like attack them with his poles yeah. to try and like mm-hmm. trip them up and shit. Yeah, try- uh, and it was like first one down would get love. Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, I love, I love, I do love a competition for a parent's love. I know yeah. that is fun. Just like openly encouraging that is so dark. I feel oh, like yeah. the that most is, evil thing you can do. But that, like that, you know, crosses socioeconomic lines. Like, yeah, poor parents make you fight for their love too, and that's also fun. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's also. It's a time-honored tradition. My, yeah. my dad used to do a game with us called Poops Poop Stick. Oh no! It's, Based it's, off that Upright Citizens Brigade sketch. Yeah, my dad's a huge UCB <laughs> yeah. fan. No, this was like a long time. But no, my dad would like uh, have us, like me and my cousins, run around until one of us, because he had to always pick up the dog's crap uh-huh. and he could never find it. And so he'd have us run around until one of us stepped in the poop. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he would, you would get the poop stick and he would scrape, scrape the, the shoe poop off. off. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> and then you get extra snack at lunch. That's kind of All ingenious. Right. Yeah, it was pretty smart. Yeah. So you were low rent Logan Roy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you were trying to find it. Like as a kid, do you remember like trying to run around and step yeah, in you're the like, shit? You want to like, step in the shit. You want to step in the shit because then you get extra love and snacks. It wasn't enough to be like, I found it here. No need to dirty your shoe. Right. You can yeah. just pick it up here. No, he'd wave the yeah. stick at the front of the house. Who wants like, it? Poop stick. Poop stick. Scrape it off. Ringing the dinner bell with the poop stick. Oh, poop stick. So nasty. It was a pointy stick though. I've got it out. Just sweeping my backyard like a minesweeper looking uh, for those dog poops yeah i didn't know about this genius move just send yeah. the kids outside yeah. they'll find it it's like yeah it's like a weird ai hack where it's like i use children but, right like but then your porch smells like dog shit all the yeah, time because our shoes are covered in like, shit. like the reason yeah. i go minesweeping for the poop is so that my kids don't, don't track it in the in house it. And then, well that's a classical approach to right. the problem yeah. yeah i'm not thinking 4d chess oh ones. man right. you really yeah. need to experience some kind of paradigm shift on yeah them, yeah <laughs> Uh, All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be back. And we're back and we're joined by super producer Anna Hosnier to tell us uh, what yesterday's Halloween costumes taught us about the zeitgeist. What did they teach us? Um, what did they teach us? I didn't know I had to answer that question. I know, I just uh, sprung that one on <laughs> we you. We need to intellectualize well, it too. I was just going to list some cool stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> what I are mean, the deeper meanings of our culture and the direction we're headed well, in? Well, first let's talk about, like, what were the... Just generally about hegemony. The most popular oh, Halloween costumes, it looks hegemony. like, were uh, Joker, Captain Marvel, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense, uh, Red from Us in the jumpsuit, Mr. Rogers, the May Queen from Midsummer. 
Uh, that was the thought choice of the year, I think. That was the thought costume of the year. The that, May that's Queen. That's what that character's called? Queen, yeah. Is that what the judges at the dog contest were? They were. They yeah, were all May Queens, and then they shit all over the knife costume. Unbelievable. Oh, Assholes. Ugh. Um, Forget it. And then the, the other kind of fun thing is that now celebrities get like entire uh, production companies to set up their Instagram videos for Halloween, like- uh, uh, like Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian did the L Woods um, reenacted like a five minute chunk of Legally Blonde. What? Right. It's yeah. her. It's the video of um, L Woods trying to get into law school, like the video the she sends in acceptance video. Oh yeah, so yeah. She remade that. Uh, it feels like a lot of them have so much money that their costumes are so wildly like accurate. Like LeBron James did the Edward Scissorhands, and it's right, which yeah. off the top of your head, like, like or just. When you try and picture it in your head, if you haven't seen it, you're like, that doesn't really make sense because Johnny Depp is a sickly looking, you know, hollow eyed guy. So that's why he yeah. makes sense. And to his credit, LeBron he James didn't do is, white face. <laughs> right. Yeah, he did not. But he, the costume was fucking amazing. Like, well, yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul George did night face. Paul George did the Night, Night King, and like mm -hmm. I, that's one that I can picture it immediately. And I'm like, yes, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, I loved Ariana Grande's costume. Was she Courtney Kardashian? No, Courtney no. Kardashian was Ariana Grande. Oh, who was Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande uh, was the um, from that Twilight Zone episode where you where the twist is she's been ugly the whole time. Oh. It was really, really, really is good. Is it the pig mask? The pig mask. Yeah. yeah she wore oh, the, that one. She had a bunch of really like horny pics of the her in the pig mask. It's it was it was oh let me see Man, that's film, classic. I thought I thought it was good. God, it must oh, be nice yeah. to have like true money to put uh, right. make like an over the top costume. I, Anna I, is our must be nice expert. She comes on and tells <laughs> that's us time for must be, nice must be nice with Anna Hosea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, must nice. be nice. What are you talking about? I don't know. Courtney Kardashian nice. looked exactly like Ariana Grande. That was one where you, like somebody has once told you that you look like someone, right. and so you go with that. Yeah. Um, um, I don't want to embarrass you, but in the doc, you wrote Courtney Kardashian with a C. What the oh, fuck? <laughs> I, did, I didn't. That wasn't me. Jack yes, it canceled. Was. That was not me. Fucking mind. I almost. I and and. I spelled the Kardashian with a C no, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my god. Uh, Car Kardashian. Yeah, Kardashian. Right, like Kardashian. <laughs> But uh, to, also, though, when I read it, I didn't confession. know who you were talking about because it was spelled with a C. And for really? a split second, I was like, mm, I, I don't believe know who this is. That. <laughs> I can't costume. fucking believe it. <laughs> um, Put your shit together. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, what what were some other good Halloween costumes uh, that you Gabrielle saw? Union went as her, her own character from Bring It On. Hell yeah. Isis. Oh, that was her. Yeah. I was like, that's a great costume. She really <laughs> oh, looks like <laughs> She looks like that young lady from Bring It On. That, <laughs> that was, was me. Her. Oh. But she yeah. also dressed her daughter up. In yeah, it. That was yeah. really oh, cute. Oh, that's cool. Ciara yeah, so and Russell Wilson went as Beyonce and Jay-Z. I thought that was um, the best costume I saw. They also made this, the, from the a video. From the video. Yeah. Yeah, which 
People have a lot of time and production money. <laughs> right, well, that's I, what honestly, I'm saying. I feel like Heidi Klum and Seal were really mm. the first celebrities to shame all other people on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like when she would go all out, even some of her problematic costumes, they'd be like, eh, well, this, this person's year, putting thousands of dollars Wait, in. what was her Halloween? What was her problematic costume? She's done like uh, like Hindu gods and shit. And right. people are like, mm, I want to leave it. that alone. Right, right. But, you know, look, it was 2007 when nothing mm. was problematic. So right. This year she went as a human firework. Yeah. Yeah, she it was, was covered in. I mean, it was like really cool looking, but then when I found out that it was nothing, it was just like she's just covered in because they didn't look like fireworks. <laughs> they just looked like oh, that shimmery. was a firework. Yeah, that was. Mm. It looked more like uh, I don't know. Like, I li- uh, shit is the word you're looking for. I liked uh, famous anti-vaxxer Jessica Biel had a fun one. What was hers? She dressed up as young Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. Top, <laughs> top, yeah. top ramen head, Justin. Yeah. 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 And, and JT went as a microphone next to her. Oh, really? Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's cute. He, he didn't look been... happy in any of the photos. Yeah. Well, well that's also going on like, with him? That's also, well, maybe because his wife is an anti vaxxer. The mother of his children is an anti vaxxer. Yeah. Are there kids stressful. vaccinated? Uh, I don't. I we, don't know. We don't know. I don't know because I know she was caping for know. other people who didn't want to, and then right. was being very coy. It's a third rail these days. Yeah, yeah. it's, really it's a new McCarthyism, man. <laughs> oh boy! Jesus. You say one uh, thing. <laughs> Demi Lovato Fuck. went as Marie Antoinette, and that was Ooh. very well done costume. Yes. Full face makeup. All the old. The old, she did some white face. <laughs> yeah, she did some extreme white face. Uh, Haim went as Hanson. Yeah. That's actually funny. Yeah. Tony Hawk went as Larry David. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, Anna Hosnier. I went as a strawberry. As a strawberry. strawberry. Again, two years hell. running. Yeah. Really strawberry cute. Strawberry uh, Jamie Loftus. Uh, yeah, I went as Anastasia while she's poor, although everyone's mm. been shitting all over this costume. They think I'm a pencil. It's just hard to... <laughs> If you haven't seen the movie, it's hard to place it. Apparently, it's not a very popular movie. I learned right. that the hard way. Yeah. The animated film Anastasia? The animated film Anastasia. The beginning, she's poor. Right. And she wears a yellow tunic. Yellow tunic, uh, like a newsboy hat or like semi-military-ish hat. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time. And then she wears brown red leggings. And red and hair. A, and she has red hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's well, that's what you really nailed me on, wasn't it? <laughs> to me, I think if you had red hair, hair I'd have been like, "Oh, Anastasia when she's poor." Right. I, I, uh, you know what? I'm not good at Halloween. I thought it was <laughs> a, this year is. I thought it was a again. really bad Kill Bill costume. If There's... you, <laughs> if you got a red hair wig, you could have gone as Natasha Leone in what's that show she did? What? Russian, Russian doll. Russian doll cosplaying as Anastasia poor. Oh my wow. god! Why did Levels. she? Is that was that a character she played in the no, movie? No, the big red head, hair, the red big hair. Red yeah, hair. the big. Oh, you know what? Jack? Okay, welcome to America. Listen, okay. I fucked it up. <laughs> Eric Andre went as a pregnant Ali Wong. That was good. Fun. 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 Um, fun. Jennifer Gardner was a USPS mailbox. Fandango sure. listed one of the top group costumes as cats from the new movie. Kathy cats. Bates <laughs> went as cats. That seems like yeah, a really hard one to pull just off. A, too much of a lift. I know for man. a group costume. Yeah, very no, it's difficult. Not. Oh, you didn't God. get my invite. Uh, no. Oh, I didn't know there's a picture of Tony Hawk skateboarding mm-hmm. as Larry David. I know that that's cool. That's that's special. Uh, who else? Oh, Missy Elliott went as her first album cover, so she just went as herself. Uh, okay. Which is... <laughs> yeah, why not? Hey, Miles, weird flex, but but okay, huh? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird flex, but all right. But. 
Miles loves saying that. Yeah. He says it like at least dad. 10 times a day. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. Miles and I are I say great the, friends. I say the coolest catchphrases constantly. I don't like to do them on mic because, you know, I don't want to wear them out. Oh, no, my, my, uh, my boyfriend, JaVel McGee of the Lakers, went as Beetlejuice. That was a good one because he was working with his natural creepiness. Like, yeah, well, natural like height and skinniness and, you know, Beetlejuice. At times, his limbs extend out. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite sexy. Great. Well, we have learned a lot about the zeitgeist uh, here today. Thank you so much, Super Producer Anna Hosnier. Will you will you stay w- with us? I'm a strawberry. Please don't. You tell are. Oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm a strawberry. I like totals. <laughs> uh, we have a little pop culture throwback news. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, to the '90s, I guess, and 2002. No, well, she's 2000s. Yeah, she's the 2000s, 2000s yeah. the early aughts. Um, Paris Hilton is extremely post 9 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. She's a direct result. <laughs> she, yeah, Paris Hilton. <laughs> um, so she recently did an interview in The Guardian and talked about her love of the Juicy Couture velour tracksuit. Uh, from the early 2000s. And she said, I love Juicy Couture velour tracksuits. I probably own a hundred of them in every color. That's my uniform when I'm chilling at home or going to the beach. Anything that doesn't involve a red carpet. That and honestly, I think I like somebody who's so on brand, even with a style choice that is so outdated. I yeah. can't get mad about it. She's just living in her moment yeah, forever. Right. She's right. Exactly. You, yeah. you, time stood still at the height of your fame. And that's now your look, right. your brand. I can't be mad. Yeah. Like if Cher still dressed like from the 70s Cher. Right. Like, Which sometimes or, she does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like dresses up like. Like that. always. Not, not like hangs around in the house as the first version of her that was famous. Yeah. I um, I just like, again, I don't know what it is. I love the Juicy Couture tracksuit. It was my favorite garment to wear, uh, 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 to watch somebody wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would uh-huh. wear my own tracksuits. That were baggy, right. not tight like that, showing off my cakes. Uh, but there's something about. <laughs> uh, don't Google Somebody that. Do not find... Google Miles Gray Ju- Juicy Couture. Find the picture. Oh my Do your goodness! Work, gang. That in a Von Dutch bag. Wow. Wait, I you actually stole didn't my heart. To see it. I didn't know Juicy Couture was only for women. Uh, I, I used to rock that there, shit too. You like got these tight ass velour hoodies. What is going gonna... on today? There, I, I like, I like lusted after those when I was a kid, but I was too, I was couldn't be denied. I was a child. Did you ever wear? <laughs> did you ever have a velour tracksuit? No, I had swishies. I had swishies. Tra- like the, sh- 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 I feel like oh, I've done oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a like, nylon windbreaker kind of material. Those are the kind of tracksuits that yeah, I, yeah. I had. Yeah, like real tracksuits or like tearaway pants. Oh, I love tearaway pants. Oh, I loved it. Till uh, so mine were ripped off. off at a yes. party. Yeah. And I was not wearing basketball shorts underneath. Very humiliating. Oh, oh wow. Shit. Were you wearing like tidy whities like jockeys? I, look, that's not really important right now. Okay. But okay. I, were you wearing juicy I couture underneath? <laughs> <laughs> I had juicy Just couture. Just juicy on your yeah, butt. Cut, yeah. cut, off, cut off shorts that I was wearing underneath my <laughs> North Carolina tearaway pants. Love it. Um, And then... all. Taking it back another decade, Kurt Cobain's sweater from the Unplugged show, which yeah. happened like just weeks before. Uh, months. Oh, months. Five months before. Just Which died. happened just months before he died. Uh, just sold at auction for $334,000. Um, the sure. most expensive sweater ever sold at auction. Sure. It's unwashed. unwashed. Yep. Olive green mohair. Yep. 
People and are acrylic. such perverts. <laughs> Do you think you're the just person who wanted to snitch the fuck out of it, smelling it and jerking off? Yeah. I just want to smell it and become better at music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some we find out some like millionaire died of like autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> right. with a sweatshirt around the, his neck, just wrapped around his head. Yeah. Although I guess you could apply that same uh, mentality to all museums. So I'm just calling people museum curators perverts. Right. <laughs> 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 you fucking creep. Is there any unwashed sweater King of Tut, a celebrity? Or a historical pervert. figure you would be interested in just kind of getting a whiff of? Ooh, just like knowing, just to know what someone smells like? Yeah, anyone's garments. Oh, I, I need a few minutes to think okay. on that. I got to think about through historical sweaters. Mr. Rogers, I'm curious what Mr. Rogers, his sweater smelled like. But then it's like you, it's like the never meet your heroes thing, never smell your heroes, because what but, if they don't smell the way you wanted fine. them to? Yeah, <laughs> fine. Then I learn, and that's that, and I can move forward I make in my a $350,000 investment, and I learn that. Kurt Cobain wasn't the man I thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> it actually smells pretty clean. He smells like Drakkar. Yeah. <laughs> cool water. So, he's like, damn, this fool is using cool. Any punk and grunge? <laughs> Aqua <Right>. de show? <laughs> he's a fraud. Uh, uh, can you imagine just being heartbroken? Oh, I mean, I, I, I've always been curious about how just terrible everything smelled throughout history. Like, deep in history. Like, right, just when like, no one was bathing. Yeah. A couple centuries, like, there, there was one summer where there they just dumped all, all the waste into the Thames River, and all of London just smelled like shit for a whole summer. And oh hell yeah! And it was just a thing people talked about. Like they're just like, man, really smells bad here. Like to the point that you can't think about anything else for oh. the whole summer. Um, uh. Yeah, uh, it's got a must have been bad. <laughs> Napoleon was into smelling women's body odor. He was like, like getting a whiff of the armpit or something. Yeah, that was like that was his kink. Or would he have them cut the armpit hair off and then he could just huff the the armpit hair? I I don't know what he would do. I just know I mean, there's just different methods. I was curious what his was. He wrote letters I, I, in to... the community. We talk about it a yeah. lot. So was he buying it from that website? <laughs> the, the hairs. The uh, Rasputin like collected virgin hair. And he would stuff it in his. Have I ever told you guys about this? No. This is. I mean, I'm wearing an Anastasia costume. Yeah, so please give well us some Rasputin. So I like Rasputin would cut like he would have people steal like snip hair from virgins or people that they thought were virgins, uh-huh. and he would stuff them in the walls of his house, and. So like years and years later, when they were like demolishing one of his houses, they were like, "What is in the wall?" It was the walls were stuffed with hair, with hair, <laughs> and there he just—I was like, I don't know what he was saving it for, but like he, yeah, he like collected ladies' hair and then would like squirrel it away, and right. it had protective qualities. I don't know. I, I mean, it he might, was he might really been... hard to kill. So, <laughs> yeah. like, what if that's the secret to immortality? I know. Just surround yourself yeah. by. I feel like this is not good for. Wow, I'm I'm gonna start going to, to like out there. I go to start going to children's barber shops. Like, <laughs> right. what y'all doing with this hair? <laughs> right. Mind if I sweep it? Yeah. <laughs> Mind if I sweep it? I do a service where I collect uh, just children's hair for insulation. When your house, like, I my thing is like, wouldn't I would worry about like if my house caught fire, it would burn down twice as fast because it's full of hair. <laughs> yeah. Because your hair walls. Virgin hair, hair kindling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Virgin hair burns incredibly fast. Right. As yeah. We all know. It spreads. Yeah. yeah. It's the leading cause of wildfire. Might as well be C four <laughs> yes. basically. Yeah. Do not get a fire near virgin hair. It's yes. true. Um. And there, there's reports coming. And and <laughs> and on top of that, <laughs> here's something new. Uh, Apple. <laughs> what the fuck. Uh. All right, guys. Uh, so Apple may be laying the groundwork 
for subscription-based iPhones. Basically, like you, you would subscribe to an iPhone as opposed to owning it, which what? I think is technically true now. Well, they have that program where basically like you pay monthly and then if every year you can just switch to a new one. Right. But you also have the, it's like a like by the end of it, though, you'll own it if you don't switch it within a year. Like if you do the two year payment cycle, you'll own it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand why I would anyone would right. want a subscription to a phone. So Tim not- Cook came out with a statement where he was like, a lot of users are asking for this. And so we're going to do it. But it, the article uh, on CNBC that. Uh, wrote about that announcement was like actually it's because there's a lot of pressure from their investors to transition from like transactional to recurring revenue. Oh, so instead be- of just breaking your fucking phone every year, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, get them hooked. I yeah. think I think they got scared because they started making the iPhones so good that the last batch of iPhones didn't sell as well in the United States. Um, and it was because of how good the previous, uh, group was. So people are, you know, that's how you cultivate brand loyalty and shit like that. (sighs) But they're not thinking of any of that shit. Also, he's really out here being like, a lot of people have been asking for another recurring bill. Yeah. Who the fuck are you talking to? Right. That's Hi, sir. Would you like another recurring bill, miss? A re- recurring bill? Another one? Timmy. I mean, DJ Khaled? The another thing one? for a Timmy, CEO billionaire out. to say is just like make up something that like poor people want. That right. He, you know. It, um, okay. It's an odd move. Yeah. And I just don't. It, it also, di- like, I don't like the idea of disincentivizing them from like having to keep innovating and creating better phones. Right, right. Because yeah. like if you're on a subscription service, then you just like get the phone whether it's cool or not. It just like comes to you. Right. So like why, you know, right now I think I, I can totally see why it would make sense from their perspective because they don't like having to like all this pressure to innovate and upgrade their phones like every year and like make a better phone that's going to appeal to users like that much more than nah, previous phones. That's not going to work. Right. They're yeah. like, hey, you want the stale iPhone? Right. That's like no. kind of better. Like, nah. This one from five years ago is still the best phone ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stand, I ride with the iPhone 8. Uh, Good for oh, you. Yeah. I got whatever one was last year. My, mine still has a button. The, That's the where 10S? I'm at. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. I got, I, yeah, I have no idea. It, the, tur- it, tur- it works though. They, they haven't demanded it break yet. Yeah, right. They haven't summoned the death spell on it. Yeah. I've right. had it for like exactly a year though. So I'm like, ah, oh, soon. No, that one is that. That's pretty robust. You got you got mileage on that because I, I have one that's almost two years old. On it's just fine. They have they haven't done a kill. They haven't flipped the kill switch. No, on not it yet. yet. Kill switch engage. All right, great band. <laughs> it's I I have never heard their music. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I know kill I switch engage. I know that there's they sell their t-shirts at Hot Topic, right? Yep. Yeah. Is Dude, kill from, switch the band? You know where they're know. from? Westfield, Mass. Really? Yep. There's uh, a lot of shitty perfect. bands from Massachusetts. That doesn't mean. Massachusetts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's not a lot of good music there. I was yeah. hoping unless that you're an Aerosmith head, of course. Oh shit! And they got their what own about roller Boston? coaster. Are they from Boston? I have to assume, but I can't Could say for imagine? sure. What if they weren't? They're from Omaha, Nebraska. Pixies are from Boston. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then look. So not bad. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank God they are from Boston. Whoa. Uh, I was uh, like, they're like from Westfield, Connecticut. <laughs> it's Boston. From the Westfield Shopping Center. They're <laughs> like, what? Live from the Westfield Shopping Center. I think that that's where I'm going to start doing live shows now. Oh, that'd be a great album. I want to be a mall comedian. 
just unwanted comedy like in the middle of a food court I to mean, set up a microphone? Honestly, 95% of comedy is unwanted, unwanted. comedy. So <laughs> what difference would it make to yeah. put it in a mall? Uh, there was a new development in the Star Wars universe. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, Benioff and Weiss, who ran Game of Thrones, uh, are not going to be making a new Star Wars trilogy after all. Oh, great. Thank God. Of nobody. Yeah, literally, there's applause from the fucking. Get They're done. Yeah. Some people thought it was connected to. Apparently, they did a uh, uh, press conference at the Austin Film Festival. That was rough. Where they were like, yeah, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were just like kind of learning on the job, man. It was crazy that they let us do it. What the fuck? People were like, that was fascinating too, because I feel like people would see that interview 10 years ago and be like, wow, this is an example of how you learn on the job. And like, this industry is actually really hard. But now people are just like, yeah, this is uh, an example of how easy it is for like an incompetent, like two incompetent, like rich white guys to like, fail their way upwards right yeah exactly they also were like we like cut some of the fantasy elements because we didn't just want that type of fan base to be into it what um where was uh mark benioff from salesforce is that is he are they cousins because i know they're 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 related there was some yeah there there's like a lot of inherited wealth and then like weird yeah like their backstories we talked about a little bit when we were talking about game of thrones hell what a what a privileged life they've had. Apparently, from their end, they were not thrilled with the experience of the last season of Game of Thrones, and so because they, of what? Because uh, of fan backlash, and so they were like, "We would rather not deal with like a already super committed fan base like Star Wars." Uh, so, yeah, we want uh, uh, as I mean, low a bar as possible. Right. Yeah. And then it's weird. As we made the show, the bar kept going up. And I was like, this is actually like too much of a challenge for me. So I'm going to quit. Right. Once <laughs> we learned what we were doing, we were like, oh, shit, this is hard. This is like really fucked up. Um, oh, boy. Uh, but they refer to it as, quote, toxic fandom. Um, well, I mean, anyone there who is disagrees something. with you is toxic, though. Yeah, right? Right, that's right. like, that's a thing. Right. I agree to a certain extent that that is a real thing, but For when sure. you objectively made a just the the last season was just absolute garbage. Yes, it was yeah. very bad. Oh, God, that's also fucked up too. Because I'm like, I also don't agree with like people who are like sign a petition for HBO to make it yeah, no, last season. I'm like, let it go. They, they fucked it up. I mean, I guess you know it's it's nice to have like nice things to be upset about instead of like real things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but the main thing that they're saying caused this is just that they signed like a. $250 million deal oh with Netflix. Um, so oh, they're just going to be making Netflix shows. <laughs> Peddling out garbage. And to for give you an idea years. of some of their other ideas besides let's make the, a the TV Civil show War? of this book that oh. uh, we really like. Um, that that was their Game of Thrones idea, which I mean, that's to their credit. They like had to go out, get George R. R. Martin on and like it was their idea and like their vision of like making this into a HBO style TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, how little work pitch, can we do? <laughs> but their other pitch was uh yeah, Civil War. Right. You might not remember this, but uh last year we talked about uh, a show that HBO greenlit that was about a world in which the Confederacy wins. Um, oh right! Talk about toxic fandoms, what? right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck! Seriously, Jesus! 
I forgot about that. Is that that's not happening still, right? No, no. HBO. Okay, it's, yeah, people are like, excuse dead. you. Yeah. Right. What? Who? I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> here? Fair, fair. Aww. I hate it. On Earth, she must go back to her home planet now. I, yeah, I have to be beamed back up. My home planet needs me. My home planet knife dog. <laughs> knife dog. Uh. Well, Jamie, it's yeah. been. Wonderful having you back on the Daily Zeitgeist. It's good to be back on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help, on Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. If you live in Boston, tickets go on sale today for my show, Boss Who Miss Girl. <laughs> It'll be at November 22nd at the Rockwell in Somerville. So you should come. Thank you. Mm. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, and I'm ready. I'm prepared. Hell yeah. This never happens. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this is a tweet from my friend Corey Johnson at Corey T. Johnson. Uh, says, picture this. You go to see Parasite. After the movie, your father yells, who is this directed by? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> to the entire Arclight Theater. It doesn't land. Why would it? <laughs> what <laughs> that happened to him? That is truly like that's Corey's. I mean, Corey's, Corey's father, Reed Johnson, is notoriously the strangest man I've ever met. And uh, yeah, he really tried to get people hyped up <laughs> at the arc life. <laughs> about, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I just, that made me laugh a lot. That is incredible. Yeah. So at Corey T. Johnson. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, some tweets I like. Uh, this one is from Maddie at Oh Maddie O. It says, psychology majors be like, damn, I can't even be mad at you because I know why you reacted the way you did. <laughs> uh, and then this another one is from uh, Asia, not Asia, H with an underscore. Uh, it's like a quote tweet of a thing that's like viral worthy. Vajacials are so 2020 next level shit. Step your P game up. And it's some kind of vaginal steaming thing going on. I don't know what the oh, fuck yeah, I'm the looking at. Oh, yeah, the vaginal steaming thing. I remember that was a thing like when Goop was. But there's like yeah, another element to it. On I don't know. This looks like they stepped it up. A vajacial. And then the. Vajacial. Then what she says is, ain't it crazy how women do all these uh, all this to keep their vaginas pretty and healthy? Meanwhile, men just wiggle the pee off their dick before they put it back in their pants. And oftentimes <laughs> they don't do that. They yeah. just let it drip all over the bathroom. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. Like an old sick uh, horse. Yeah. I've done one of those. <laughs> like an old I've done one of those. <laughs> Uh, like an elephant with a runny nose. No. Oh, oh sorry. Um, <laughs> some tweets I've been enjoying. I'm suffering from that one. Uh, uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, oh no, she twinted, tweeted Trump. You wouldn't cry if I got shot. Melania. Oh, that's not true, though. Trump. What? Melania. True. I said. I said that's not true. <laughs> um, and. Oh, there's this uh, thread something, uh, from Melissa Martin at Double a Martin uh, where she said, Happy Halloween Eve. It's time for another year of my all-time favorite festivity, Tokyo's Monday and Halloween costume party where folks dress up as an utterly normal and boring thing. Here are my favorite costumes. And there's uh, just guy whose pen is leaking, um, <laughs> guy who bought an umbrella, but then it stopped raining. And a uh, guy who washed his hands and wiped them on his clothes. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we're all very good. Love it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We link off to the information we talked about in today's episode as well as the song Ooh. we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be? This is a track from Dua Sale. Um, she's dope. Uh, she's like not really, only been making music for a few years and is just an amazing artist. Uh, lyrics are dope. Production is dope. Very haunting, spooky little sample that helps, that informs the rest of the song and as it expands and grows, I urge you to listen to the whole track. But this track is called Warm Pants. Warm Pants by Dua Salave. Nothing yes. I like better. Also, just thinking about All Saints Day, I went to a Catholic high school. We used to get November 1st off. Did you? And wow. like, I'm thinking right now, this would have been the most lit Halloween because All Saints Day would have been a Friday, so you would have yeah. just a three-day weekend. Shit. Mm. Happy that to Shout out all. to Saint, that to whoever Saint got Blaise. That. Blaise. To all our Blaise. Catholic Blaise. high school listening. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Zeit gang. <laughs> Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist <laughs> is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.